Welcome to Sound of Truth Weekly Interview, where we have conversations with ordinary people to learn how our extraordinary God is at work in people's lives and in the world today. I'm your host, Brett Morani, and I'm excited you've joined us. In our previous Sound of Truth Weekly interview, we heard Rob Anderson share his dramatic story, how he, the, the, the dramatic part was Rob was shot. Rob was involved in a situation in which he saw that there was about to be a shooting occur, and when, when he says shooting, uh, the situation was two people were going to shoot at one another, and there was a woman and her child that was in between the two. He ran over, stepped in front of them to take them to the ground to protect them, and Rob was shot 10 times in his hand and his legs. And next thing you know, he woke up in the hospital, and it was in his hospital room that he decided he needed to surrender his life to the Lord Jesus Christ. How many days, Rob, after you were shot and hospitalized, did did you have that moment where you said, "Okay, Jesus, we got to do business, and I've got to, I've got to surrender myself to you"? It was about a month into me being in the hospital. They about just, a month in, yeah, okay. they just moved me from um, intensive care and uh, down and put uh, moved into the fourth floor. And I was up there in intensive care for two weeks, and then I just got down, just been down and up where I was at on the fourth floor for uh, about two weeks. So yeah, it was about a month altogether. So you were shot in December of twenty nineteen. Yes. December 21st, 2019. So about a month later, before the pandemic was really fully. Yes. In, just not long before that, but just a little bit before that. Right, you, that's little, when a little you, bit before. Yeah, that's when you surrendered your life to Jesus Christ and said, Jesus, yes. I really need you. And, yes. and you need to be the Lord of my life. And, and, and then this God filled you with peace. You described how that was just a wonderful experience for you of peace. Yes, it was. And now you're on this journey of being in the hospital. And as you as you shared, it's your testimony that you enjoyed that time just talking to the Lord and, and really experiencing his grace and his love and his peace in your life. But you're also now walking through a new trial as a new believer of having to endure all these doctor visits and procedures and surgeries. So that's where we left off in the story was uh, some some of the doctors were perplexed at Jesus obviously had provided some healing for you from an infection, and they they were shocked by it. Oh, yeah. So go ahead and pick up your story from there. Okay, so they were shocked by it. That was more evidence that Jesus was real, and it's nothing more real than him. After that, it was like a pretty peaceful time that I was having in the hospital. Like, he got me by through a lot of days when I just... I felt lonely in there sometimes. Like I said, I wasn't. I didn't always have visitors every day, and you know, it's going on a month and a half now. I'm being in the hospital. I spent a total of three months in the hospital, but it's like by like that month period, month and a half, you kind of start getting lonely. You kind of missing friends. You're missing regular food. You're missing sleep. It was different because like I'm not used to sleeping with so many people just walking around. I mean, it was uncomfortable at first, very uncomfortable. But you got used to it. Yeah, obviously. I eventually yeah. got used to it. And like I said, when God put that peace in me, and you know, even more, even uh, further. I have to say shout out to the whole UF Shan staff. They did their best to make sure I was okay. They mm-hmm. had me in the best conditions, had the best nurses around me, best doctors, and even called in specialists just for me. I mean, they went above and beyond. So mm. God put very, very great people in my life as far as a surgical team to help me out. Like I said, yeah. above and beyond, they went for me. About two months in, I'm feeling a little bit better. Um, I don't, I've had my family bring me in regular clothes. I got tired of wearing hospital gowns. I got my clippers there. I'm shaving. I'm looking and kind of feeling more like myself again. I'm feeling better. And like I said, I had great nurses. Then they sent me across to this other uh, 
medical establishment they have. I'm not going to say the name, <laughs> but they sent me to the other part. And I think over there, it's meant for you to start wanting to get up out of there because they have this kind of attitude and they're like, they don't, they don't want to be bothered sometimes. So sometimes mm-hmm. you got to do things for yourself and toughen up for yourself. But you know what? God had me right there and toughened me up and showed me, hey, look, and I, this is what you got to do for a while. So this right here is your practice on mm-hmm. having to take care because you ain't going to have a nurse around you all the time. You're not going to have doctors around you all the time. So some stuff you got to learn how to do for yourself. So I think that was him putting me over there just to prepare me to get back out here in the world. And I think it's like that over there too because it's a transitional unit to get you back to regular life. So certain things they do ease up on and, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of things they still kind of help you out with, but a lot of stuff you start learning to do for yourself. But I thank God. It's a certain kind of energy after these last two years of having to wrap legs up, doctor's visits, 34 surgeries, a certain part of you start feeling like you just want to give up. And I've had those moments in my life when mm-hmm. I just like, hey, break me nuts time. Like I've had nights of pain. I just break down crying. And the only thing that helped me was when I started praying, I started listening to my word because I put it on my audio Bible sometimes you go on YouTube or I just straight up get into a praise and worship mode. And then it's funny, like as soon as I do that, I find myself in a very peaceful sleep. Mm-hmm. And it was, I, and I found that like, whoa, like this, act, like God, you just keep showing me you're real. Like it was like at every step, he let me know he's there. So it's like even in those like they say that midnight hour when my body's full of pain, like and I've literally been there, he was there with me. Mm. And I probably say the only time I really had a, a problem was when um I had I was going through pain real bad. I had an infection in my leg that uh, grew on the plate that they had on my leg. They put a plate in at one time, and it was causing me all kind of pain. So I was drinking, smoking weed, popping pills, and everything just to get the pain to go away. Like people thought I was just trying to get as high as I could. No, nope. mm, you're trying to get rid of that pain. Yes, and I'm yeah. talking about I, would, I could drink a fifth of whiskey and not feel anything. That's mm. how much the pain was like. I realized like this is not going to help you. It's only going to hurt you because at the end of the day, you're putting negative stuff into your body, and all that negative energy mm. is going to negatively affect you. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, that's when I start realizing that, you know, praying, listening to the word, getting in, getting engulfed in the word, getting engulfed in praise and worship. When you put that energy in your body and that spirit that God gave you that's inside you, it can start working and doing that self-healing, the kind of healing that when you go to a doctor, they can say they just don't understand how did this happen. And so it's like I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, for one, I can't go back to that life because I ain't trying to go through getting killed again. I don't care about being a gangster, thug, none of that stuff. It don't mean anything to me. That's for, that's for people who don't know better and petty people. Outside of that, I can't go away from the feeling that he's giving me and knowing that I can turn to him and know that I can pray and on the man things happen. Prime example, I was um having a bad surgery day. This one particular day came back. I was just in full of pain. Uh, I had a midline in me that was coming loose and was starting to bleed, but the nurse kept trying to stick it in the wrong way. I'm like, look, just take it out and put it somewhere else. And she just stayed and wanted to mess with it. Then another doctor come in and I'm like, hey, can you stop this? And after I told her, please move it. And she jumped in. Oh, yeah, I was trying to tell him we need to move it from there to there. And so I'm getting more and more aggravated. As I get aggravated, I start praying in my head. So as I'm praying in my head, you know, it's, it, it started kind of calming down there because one of my other doctors come in. It's like a, this is her vibe, her presence, it just like makes everybody calm down. And I loved her. But um, Dr. Tony, mm. I was still kind of like upset because all the pain that she just put me through, the anguish of her not listening and just leaving surgery from pain. So I needed to hear my praise and worship because I was feeling like I was almost ready to snap. Like, Lord, please, like, you know me right now. And this little phone I got is not doing it for me. Lord, I need to get in praise and worship and like, for real, I need to hear like some 
praise and worship and feel you for a while. And I had a laptop. My laptop water was knocked all across my keyboard, so basically it killed the whole motherboard. Mm. So my laptop's gone. So I'm like, Lord, you know I need my praise and worship right now because I'm so aggravated. I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm about to click. Please, Jesus, just hear me right now. I need to just praise and worship for a little while. Can you please let my laptop turn on? And as soon as I open my eyes, now I know I ain't going to say it's been two weeks this laptop been down. I try it every day religiously, but it doesn't come back on. It doesn't even try. But that particular day when I got finished praying and the mood I was in and God knowing my heart at the time and knowing I was genuinely, genuinely in need of him, I pray as soon as I finished praying, I mean as soon as I finished praying, I grabbed that laptop open and hit that power button and it came right on. And so I was able to get into my praise and worship. And praise God. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and it's crazy. As soon as I got out of the hospital, it went back out. <laughs> but, it, but, it, but it got me. For but that it served moment. its point. Yeah, but it served its point and God right. got me through. And so when God knows that you, for one, when you really seek him, when the things you are doing are for his kingdom and you're living a life trying to be a servant and living our main mission in life, loving other people, when you have all those things in common and then you go to ask god for something it's pretty much and then he'll give you whatever you want the desires of your heart but it's all got to be about having yourself in alignment with him that's so well said rob so that's kind of like um like a prime example of like i said when i've i've, I've had more when i've just prayed for things to happen like matter of fact just recently my son had on a pair of shoes i didn't like i like these are too dirty i cannot have my son in these shoes and i, I didn't know his mother had bought him more shoes or whatever but i didn't like he, him in those shoes at the time. I'm like, Lord, you know how I'm about my children. I don't, I can't drive right now. I'm on because all the pills I was taking the doctor. I'm by the doctor made it to where I can't drive right now. So I'm hoping that he get my, my privileges back. I was sitting there praying like, Lord, you know how I'm about my children. My son needed a new pair of shoes, and I got these last last money in my pocket. I need a ride. I'm just gonna wait on you. I'm not gonna call anybody. I'm just gonna wait on you. So I told my son, Come on, let's go outside. We sat outside maybe five ten minutes. Then a ride pulls up. That's mm-hmm. all. I was able to get my son some more shoes. I mean, it's just things that like when you really come from the heart and want to do it genuinely for people and just the right thing. Like right now, I'm so bent on wanting to do the right thing. I, I don't want to do wrong. Like it, mm. it's I like I'm beginning to really hate evil. Like how God hates evil. Yeah. Hate, like I'm starting to understand and feel that. And but in the in the I'm, that hatred comes in a place from where God understands that like, it's not the person that I hate. It's the evil acts of people, the the evil energy they bring, the the that part, the the sin behind them, the devils and demons behind those person. Like it says in the Bible, it's not always the person in front of you that you're dealing with, but right. those evil spirits behind. Somebody. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So some people are more susceptible to manipulation by those spirits because they don't have a sense of Christ in their life and a sense of that of the word, the word yeah. still being Christ. Like I said, I just leaned on Christ pretty much the whole time. I was, matter of fact, all the way tonight, to present day, to this second, and to after this, to he come back or either I hit the dirt. I'm going to always rep my God. I love Jesus to the fullest. And I mean, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have made it through those days. Mm-hmm. I mean, 34 surgeries, that many times under anesthesia, that's why I pray. That's why I ask you all to pray for me. That's because mm-hmm. I know I, God is the only way. That I made it through this whole ordeal and the only way I'm going to keep making it through the rest of this process. But throughout it all, a lot of great things have been happening because I got closer with my parents. I became more of a respectable son. I was, I mean, I said I was disrespectful or anything, but I was just kind of like, they never liked me in being in the streets. I always had this feeling like I'm untouchable. Who go, you go, you got to like, okay, you touch me, it's going to be problems. But God made it to where, okay, yeah, since some, cause you, cause the people you got around, yeah, people scared of you around the city. But how about this? Since other people on the outside of your circle can hurt you, I make somebody on the inside hurt you. And so, mm-hmm. like I say, it ended up being 
two friends getting into it and like i said nobody else like i said you got to go through you had back at that stage in my life if you called yourself one to hurt me you better keep that to yourself and then get hit mm. but mm-hmm. um like i said now if you want to hurt me you better hope god ain't hear that because mm. it's like i don't worry about it it's like um well uh, when elijah and elijah were in the tent and uh elijah goes outside and sees all those and i think that was one of your sermons i heard it from yeah sees all those different people coming to take like hey you need to come check this out elijah like they out here they want you i mean yeah you not me they would i think not they might have said us but i think they want you like so he finally goes back out there again looks yeah those are thousands of soldiers come back in there elijah something's going down we need to do something quick so elijah finally gets up just puts his hand over his eyes like lord show him what i already see but see elijah put the put them now i'm gonna get to that yeah he You're went out there elijah better. went out there and saw that all the angels was all like you how was they gonna mess with that so he instantly became cool like all these angels i had to guard us and go to war for us god got us for real now see what elijah elijah had to see physically elijah knew in his spirit already mm-hmm. and sometimes being able to see in your spirit gives you greater foresight than looking with these physical eyes like I say, greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. That was just amazing to know. And so it's like knowing that in my life, knowing that when you got God behind you, there's no force that can touch you. There's there's no Amen. no spirit of depression that can bring you down. There's no spirit of anger and vengeance that's going to make you take vengeance in your own hand and forget about God and how you say it's his. I mean, and I understand God has his warriors, but he know it. People are always using that for an excuse because... God usually in those cases kind of spoke specifically and everybody knew it. Like it's time to go. God said it, you know, can't do nothing else. Let's do it. Go to war. And so anything else, people, it's, it's petty. Like since this kid, it made me look at life in a lot, a lot more a precious way. Like from almost losing my life and God giving me my life back in an even better life. And outside of that, just the things he's done for me since then, the blessings of my life. Like he allowed me to get baptized, allowed me to find a church home. I finally got my diploma. I'm enrolled in school for college now. Um, I have a great relationship with almost everybody that's close to me. At one point, I had almost pushed away because, I, just, like I said, my lifestyle was different, and I wasn't trying to hear what a lot of people saying. Mm-hmm. But it's like God got me on one of the family members. I got people that I never thought would come upon me wanting to talk with me and finding favor with me and I and everything, all because I just gave up and gave. I, I sold out to God happily, and mm-hmm. I don't. There's no much. I tell my children all the time as they grow up and get older, they they're teenagers becoming young adults. And I was like, y'all know daddy. Y'all seen daddy some time, wild and not. Y'all done heard stories about daddy, whatever, whatever. But you know what? The biggest mistake daddy made in his life, and I'm going to tell y'all, because I love y'all. Y'all my children. Y'all my babies. Y'all are me. The biggest mistake daddy made in his life was not coming to Jesus sooner. And that's the only thing that I could think of that I should have did. It's, it's, mm. But it's mm-hmm. like my brother told me, though, God leads everybody to a certain destination when he sees fit for it. And so... He was telling me, like, in my walk of life, it might be somebody else who had that same walk of life who won't listen to nobody but who's been through what they've been through. And I know that's kind of cliche-ish, but it's really real, and especially from where I come from, it's like it's real out there. And so anytime you could be an influence or a light to somebody to, you know, open their eyes and let them know life is bigger and Christ loves you. And then when they, when you can finally, not when you, I tell you, not when you can finally, but 
when God finally utilizes you as a tool to get somebody else and then you see that same glow like 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 they get it all of a sudden like oh lord I've been slipping like I should have been a Christian long ago like to see that in a person like that's the that's the best part of going through anything I've been through just to try mm-hmm. to like I said bettering his bringing people to his kingdom and trying to like I say just be a servant to my brother and I have my sisters out here and trying to let all my actions be guided by love so it's like and and, and i love it and it's like it's cool and it's crazy because it's like i was never always tapped it's like want to smile around all the time and everything else i always kind of antisocial but it's like now it's like i almost like a like a social butterfly or something <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, I, brother, I, feel I, mean, real I, scary, I can but. see the, the joy of the lord and the gratitude is just all over you you went through something it. really hard you nearly lost your life 34 surgeries. We prayed through through several of those now since you've been coming to Harvest and oh, yeah. and you've been a joy to be part of our fellowship. One what before we close out, just want to say also, it's been really neat to see how you you really quickly when, after you came to Harvest, you you dove right into being in a life group. And I know the life group that you're in, they love you and you love them. I love my life group, man. It, it's like um like a therapy without paying the thousands of dollars behind it. And I love every second of it because it's like we sit, we we talk about the word for the day that came that was brought by you, Pastor. And um, we apply it. We talk about how does that apply to our life, and when should we have applied that to our life? And did we find any newfound light in as far as what we've heard today? And you know, with God's word, you can read the same passage ten times and still find a new meaning every time. So it's fun, you know, like just listening to uh uh Mike, brother Mike, talk. Cause he's kind of like a, uh, he's like our pastor for the group for our part, and he's like real awesome, and he, and he's like you, he's te- he breaks it down and teaches it to you, and it's great. I get I get help also. Like I have sometimes I have decisions in my life or things that I've been pondering or just things that have been on my heart, and to have a group of Christians around you that that and you know they care about you and all are giving you the greatest advice they can give you. I mean, it's lovely because you know that nobody's telling you anything with any kind of spider, any kind of uh, ulterior motives behind it. Or agenda. Just yeah, or any kind of agenda. They, yeah, they yeah. just simply want to see you do well. And so it's like that energy from the life groups. It, it makes you go home feeling great. Like every week, I can't lie, when it gets around Thursday, Friday, it's like, I miss church. Man, I miss church. And it's, mm-hmm. and then I like by Saturday, I need my life group. I need my yeah. life group. <laughs> so it's like sometimes, yeah, like I said, I have things that aggravate you during the week. And life group, that's where I get it all out. But in a peaceful way, we talk about peaceful ways to solve problems. And that's another thing I really love about my life group. They, they are, it's like a, a, a gang of different problem solving skills between everybody's different uh, life experiences, job mm. experiences, mm-hmm. lessons in life. And you know, also, it's, it's it's beautiful. And like I said, I, I love my church home. I love my church brethren and sisters. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. And plus, like I said, when I was when I was coming out the hospital, I really wanted to be in a church. But I'm, a, I'm you know, I'm a, I was a new Christian. And so I got that fog and I just want to be around, but it's like everything was closed. And so I was so glad when Chris hit me on Facebook, was like, hey, our church is open. And so at first I took it kind of like, nah, she, she, I think she might be mistaken. Like, ain't nobody open right now. And she hit me again. Like, hey, Rob, if you want to get baptized, our church is open. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take her up on that. Let's see. And so showing up, the doors were open and I was so happy. I was in church. Yeah. Like I had never been that happy to go to church in my life because but it was like right now I, I need all I can get. Like I'm I'm hungry for the word. And then like I said, when I heard you get up there and you get straight to the point on the word, you break it down, you let you, you let people know where they can find this, where they can find that, how it applies to life, how how that applies to the old testament, what we can use it in a new testament life, but we are covered under the covenant. You preach Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. you understand the Holy Trinity, everything that I needed to hear, you were with it. And and the people here were so loving 
that I just fell in love with the church back and so it was like it felt good to be a part of something and it wasn't like a gang activity or any stuff on the streets I'm part of something that's like good that's like bettering people I'm bettering myself my mother started noticing a glow in me and a difference mm. my father my even my children and so it's like, and when they that, that, bit, that really meant a lot to me to, for them to look at me like I'm a good dad doing the right thing you know yeah. what I'm saying so yeah. oh Jesus <laughs> that's awesome Jesus. praise the Lord yes <laughs> I'm sorry no one apologize, brother. He's got to my hands in praise. Amen. Amen. Glory oh, to God. I mean, he, he brought me through so much. He brought me through so much. And I mean, and I, and I try every time these are tears of joy, I just get so overwhelmed. Yeah. And then to think this is what he brought me through and knowing that everything could have been different. Like, mm. I mm-hmm. could not be here doing this interview. I could possibly be in hell. And Lord mm. knows I was a fool then, but I don't wisen up now. And it ain't no way. I'm trying to leave from my his shadow, his shade place. I'm, I want to be under him where it's uh, cool. Like. Amazing grace. Amazing grace. Amazing how sweet grace. the sound. Awesome. Thank you, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you, Pastor. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sound of Truth. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review it. Also, tell your friends about it. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used by permission. Sound of Truth podcast is produced in collaboration with Harvest Jacksonville. It is copyrighted by Brett A. Marani, 2022.